This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward and a very happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Ready for some turkey? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's fry that up. I just love stuffing too, though. I don't think there's very many foods around Thanksgiving that I don't love, though. Except you're gonna you're gonna die when I tell you this because I don't know that I've ever met another person that doesn't like this. Um, the eggs. You don't like deviled eggs. The deviled eggs. I don't. I'm not a deviled egg fan. I just don't like the stuff. I want it to be a yolk, and it's not. It tastes completely different than that, and I just can't. Okay, so when I was a little girl, I loved deviled eggs, and we were at like a bridal shower at somebody's house, and I ate a whole bunch of them and got really sick. So I didn't eat deviled eggs for like 30 years, but I love them now, and, and I'm not an egg person. Like, I don't particularly love, like, I want to love quiche, and I want to love frittata and all of these egg dishes, and I just don't. So really, my deviled eggs, which I don't make with mayonnaise, by the way, I make with ranch dressing, so it tastes different. My deviled eggs are really the only eggs that I enjoy eating. Maybe it's the mayonnaise. I'm not a mayonnaise fan. Can't do mayonnaise. And so anything that's mayonnaise based, I just can't. Yeah, I don't do mayonnaise either. And so maybe that's why I like mine because made with ranch, they don't taste like eggy mayonnaise. Maybe, maybe that's it. Now I love eggs, all kinds of eggs, eggs of all shapes, eggs cooked in so many different ways. I love boiled eggs, but now I can't even take the stuff out of the deviled egg. I can't take the deviled, if that's what the point is, right? I can't take that out because now it's tainted. It's like having pickle juice on your sandwich from Chick-fil-A. Don't do that to me. It's tainted. You've tainted my Chick-fil-A sandwich. Absolutely. See, I'm with you on this. 100%. I do not think this is weird. So anyway, back to Thanksgiving, going into the holiday season. And let's talk about the sales slump that happens every December and January. And it does, and it happens, and we stress out, and... Agents freak out because they think the end of the world is coming. It's December. It's going to happen. The world does shut down. The reality of it is, is that we just met with one of our carrier marketing reps last week. He leaves. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. See y'all in 2023. And I'm like, dude, there's six weeks left. And I'm thinking in my mind, he's basically done for the year. He's coming in really close. He's doing his planning. He's probably got a few more visits. He's probably not making a lot of visits in December. And if you do get a rep in early December, past about December 15th, it just ain't happening. They're just not coming. They've saved their vacation. They're gone. They go AWOL until about the second or third week of January. My experience through the years, just take that little slice and segment, the carrier side, the marketing rep side. It's just reality and it's going to happen. The world comes to a halt between the middle of December and the middle of January. So looking ahead to next year, you know, it makes sense from a budgeting perspective. Start thinking about November, December, and January are going to be months that you struggle. Now, if it doesn't happen, that's fantastic. But it's one of those things, you know, going back to my husband's motto, better living through lower expectations. If we go into December, if we go into January with the plan, okay, these months probably aren't going to be hot then I think sometimes it's easier for us knowing that ahead of time and then if positive things happen then that's great 
I think it's that budgeting or that planning mindset and keeping in mind that we're really talking about the sales effort or the activity effort because in most agencies, it's heavy direct bill these days from a billing standpoint. So you're receiving your commissions the month after you probably wrote the policy. So your November financials are probably going to be okay because your October business is getting paid in November. What what starts happening to agencies and agency owners is if they're not planned well and they don't build up their cash position, have some funding to take them through some of those leaner months. The December revenue probably is down. You lose almost a whole week of doing business in the week of Thanksgiving. And so you lose that there. And then you only get about a half a month in the month of December in a lot of cases. And so your December revenue's down because you lost a week at Thanksgiving. Your January revenue is down because you lost almost half a month in a lot of cases. You get a slow start coming into January. January, because of your December activity or lack of, your January revenue is going to be down and you're starting slow because everybody's got Christmas hangover and they've spent too much money and things happen and that's not a big renewal month in a lot of cases. Your January's down, so that makes your February revenue go down. And so it's really a December, January, February from a financial standpoint more than it is a November, December, January situation. It's basically about a three-month period all in all, if you go all in. I think it's one thing to be planned and and be able to do that and, and understand you you can't spend all your money, but I think it's the mental thing. It's like, oh my goodness, the sky is falling. We go through these periods during this time of year where it's supposed to be happy, joyful, exciting, new year, new beginning let's go. And then we look at our books and we look at our numbers and go, oh my goodness, why, why did I lose money? Why is my income down, etc.? And so uh, I think that that is the mental problem that we go through here, the stress it creates. I think this goes back to the whole concept of that infinite game versus that finite game. And I think one of the mistakes that I see agents making is they have a tendency to look at their numbers compared to the month before. And they look at their numbers compared to the month before that. And if we're looking at an infinite game idea, we really need to be pulling our months from last year and the year before that, as opposed to judging month to month. The foundation of most of us comes from a sales background and salespeople are generally extremely optimistic people. We generate our mindset. We generate our planning around our best months. It's just what we do. And we don't take that average sort of approach. Also, it's this thing that back to if we're living out of our business checkbook, instead of setting our personal budget and our personal income at something of a reasonable level to pay ourselves. And if we don't do that and we just spend the money we make on our personal sales by draining our business, then what's going to happen is you're going to look up and go, oh my gosh, I committed to doubling the square footage of my house with this new house. And I didn't realize that every month wasn't going to be like September and October or April and May. That's part of cautioning ourselves and limiting, sort of putting parameters around our personal side 
to say, hey, let's set our standard of living at X. And then if it's a great year, we can bonus ourselves. We can distribute extra money. We can do things that way. But what we sometimes do as agency owners is we let our sales dominance creep in on us. And then we look up and get ourselves in trouble. Looking at the flip side of having kind of a slow month in December, it gives us the opportunity to really promote our brand through calls marketing. And our home office agency in Huntington, Texas, we start in November and we have Veterans Day. We do the Operation Grits for Soldiers, where we get the community together and put together boxes to send as Christmas gifts to our soldiers overseas. We do tons of things within the community to promote our brand, to promote who we are. So we kind of spend that extra time that we have outside in the community. Which can be expensive in some ways. You're spending marketing dollars when you're not bringing money in. And look, we didn't always do that. We weren't able to do that in some of the early days. And we grew ourselves to that point. And in hindsight, my mistake is, is we could have done that earlier if I would have been better at what I'm telling people to be, if I would have understood this and somebody would have explained this to me 15, 20 years ago, then I would have understood up front. I can't drain cash from the first part of the year by increasing and increasing and increasing and personal income and all these other things and then get to December and January and be in a pickle. I just can't go there. And yeah, we might could go do line of credit things. And there may be reasons to do that. I don't love it because especially right now, interest rates are are high and line of credit money's going to cost you seven or eight percent and it's just not going to feel good. But if you prepare for that, starting in January, February, as things are going better and starting to pick up through the beginning of your year and you prepare for that lean month, then you can come into November, December, January, and you can really make a difference in your brand and you can really make a difference in your community and set yourself up for the next year from a growth standpoint and a sales standpoint because you're feeding that pipeline. But if you look up and you have no money because you didn't take care of business the first part of the year financially, then you're kind of stuck. You're either going to go get some line of credit money and get some debt and pay some interest and kind of dig a hole, or you're going to take that year off and that's not going to help your new year sales growth and sales opportunities. So it really is a cycle based on the opportunity to play in that cycle is going to be based on what you do during that sales process and how you handle that success part of the year. Whether you have planned well or not, December offers so many opportunities that it can get really expensive really fast. It can. And I think that we have to be careful that giving our time may be better than giving our money in a lot of cases. You can do things that don't require you to spend a ton of money. Now, you can throw money at the problem. You can throw money at building your brand or you can throw effort at building your brand. And the reality of it is, is if we're bootstrapping and we're early on and we're not there yet, not participating isn't good. You have the funds more than likely to fill your time with 
putting yourself out there. We don't always have that time. When we're busy and we're, we're cranking out quotes and we're writing business and we get our referral sources or flooding us and we're so excited and we're so thankful and then they slow down. So we slow down and so now what do we do? That's sort of this mindset that we have to change the mentality there. We have a new sales executive um, that's actually been a guest on our podcast, John Mark. And one of the things I loved about early discussions with John Mark was he can't sit still if things are quiet. He just has to get up and go and stir it up and make something happen. And I think that was one of those things that really, really said, okay, this guy's going to be really good. I think he's going to have a really good shot at being successful in this business. He can't just go through an idle day. He can't just say, okay, it's quiet. December is going to be quiet. I think I'll just sit on my hands. He won't do that. We have to take that kind of initiative and say, okay, it's probably going to slow down. So what am I going to do about that? Not, oh, it's going to slow down. Let's just go hide out and sulk, so to speak, on the fact that we're just in a slow time of year and we're going to not make any money in a couple of months. I just don't think that's the positive outlook here. I think it gives us some great opportunities within December with calls marketing. And that's the whole purpose of calls marketing, right? Is to embrace a cause that is authentically important to you or to the community and partner yourself for the mutual benefit. For instance, bells drive me crazy, but being a part of that Salvation Army ringing that bell for several hours, which not so fun fact, I ended up doing that one night at Sam's Club in Monroe, Louisiana in sub-freezing temperatures and I had pneumonia, but I had made the commitment, so I was going to do it. But... (laughs) But, you know, that gives you an opportunity. Your logo is out there. You're able to take those pictures. You're able to share those on social media. And it's a great opportunity that doesn't cost anything but time to be out there and people see you're doing something. And let's go back to the statistics on cause marketing. I mean, there's a reason that you see these major corporations doing this. Not only does it give back to the community, but people are 72% more likely to do business with you when they see you out giving back. And it's not that you're necessarily doing it for that reason, but it is mutually beneficial for your organization and for the nonprofit that you're involved with. My initial thoughts around cause marketing is it's just something I got to spend more money on. Agency owners as a whole may have that perception. I put cause marketing in the same bucket that I put advertising. And over the last few years, as I know you are a big advocate for cause marketing, what I've learned is it doesn't have to be, let's just throw some money at this. It really is about what you're passionate about, what you're connected to, and the effort. So it really aligns with one of my principal kind of mindsets, which is effort always beats out talent, period. From a cause marketing standpoint, there are ways and things that you can do that isn't, let's go spend money. And I think that's the misnomer here that people just automatically think when they hear cause marketing, I think they hear, or at least I do, 
me spending money. I think that the whole term of calls marketing even sounds like we have to spend money, where it is more an idea of brand building and creating that warm and fuzzy feeling that is associated with your brand. Thinking about one of our partners down in Deer Park, Texas, Brian Poole at Lone Star Integra. This time of year, he partners with the fire department there in Deer Park, and they do a toy drive. And it's such a big deal that businesses actually like line up to figure out who's going to be the partner with it because it's it's a big thing there and they set up the the barrels there in the office we set up a amazon wish list where people are able to go on amazon and the gifts come directly there to the office it's not a huge effort but the combination of that lone star integra brand and the deer park fire department it creates just this massive goodwill for his area without it costing anything. That is just this fantastic thing. It aligns with obviously insurance and risk management, fire department, and it's such a good feeling thing on top of that. And I think it just comes back to authenticity and passion. Like, what do you care about? When you care about something, it's never really just about the money. We have to shake that. We have to figure out how to move beyond that. I understand why I felt this way because when I think calls marketing, I think donation. When I think donation, I don't think time. I think dollars. We have to change our mindset around this. And I'm not saying don't give money. If you feel led to give money to something, fine. If you have the money, give it. So many of these organizations actually need our effort and our time and our participation more than they need our money in a lot of cases. Donations are wonderful. Give where your heart is, but that's not marketing your business. Those are donations. It's about aligning who you are, what your business stands for with something in the community. Going back to Lone Star Integra down in Deer Park, one of the things that Brian discovered was how inexpensive it was to rent out a movie theater. It's very inexpensive. And he was able to partner with the local movie theater with the toy drive and the the theater understood what they were trying to do. And when Frozen 2 came out, he was able to reserve a theater for the pre-showing of Frozen 2. So if you brought toys to the office or had toys delivered or brought toys to the theater for this particular toy drive, then you got tickets for your entire family to go in and see Frozen 2. Well, this was amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. And it's incredible the kind of things that you can do with cross promotion with local radio stations, letting them know when you're doing things like this. And it's publicity that you can't buy. I think we have this perception because that's incredible, right? Just straight up incredible stuff. If you are like me as an agency owner out there, then you are probably dismissing some things based on perception. And maybe it's part of the don't judge a book by its cover. Maybe it's part of whatever, you know, phrase you need to kind of gravitate to to help you understand this. I consider myself sales oriented, marketing oriented, but not one time does cross promotion come to my mind. Not one time does anything outside of, again, spending money. When somebody tells me that, I feel like they're trying to sell me on something and I automatically go pessimistic on that. I automatically go, what's this going to cost me? And I, I really think that there's so many opportunities really make ourselves different and stay 
stand out, and maybe the right word is contrarian view. Maybe there's so much opportunities to go against the grain and not perceive it to the way most people do it. Because I promise you, a lot of those local independent agency owners that you're competing with, or even the captive guys that you're competing with, they are probably seeing it the way I see it. And if they're seeing it the way I see it, then they are giving you an opportunity to take something from them in terms of market share or brand market share. You think about getting your foot in the door. Well, this is one of those areas for you to be different. I had the opportunity to work with one of our partner agents in Greenville, Texas, Liz Patterson, which is Premier Integra. And we put together an opportunity for some great cross promotion with her with the local food bank supplying peanut butter and jelly for the entire year. And we did a huge cross-promotion campaign, I think with about 12 of her commercial clients and did social media. I think that she was able to appear on one or two of the local television stations during their morning shows and put together big boxes in these 12 different local businesses to collect peanut butter and jelly within the community. And her Premier Integra logo was on all of those boxes in every single one of those businesses and then put together the social media campaign with the cross-marketing promotion with the different organizations that were involved and then did a big day where everybody brought their peanut butter and jelly to the office and we took pictures and then again when she was able to take those donations to the local food bank. Did that cost much? No, not really. She created some signs to put on the on the boxes. I, I believe she had the, the boxes donated. You know, it didn't really cost anything but reaching out to contacts and time. Thinking about another one of our partner agents in DFW, Mark Valdez and Kyle. Kyle is very involved with a backpack program there. Creates a huge amount of community awareness of Valdez Integra every August. And they do a fantastic job with that within the community as well. So finding something that you're passionate about, figuring out how you can do it without spending money. And then that cross promotion part of it is key because it not only multiplies your efforts, it multiplies the vision of your brand. You hit something a little earlier that I think is a huge miss for us as independent agencies. It's on the cross-promotion piece, but for instance, our original agency here, 45% of our agency is commercial lines from a written premium standpoint. Now, not necessarily from a client count perspective, but from a written premium standpoint. And close to 88% of property and casualty commercial lines business is written in the independent agency channel. 88%. That's huge in the United States. That's a huge market share dominance. So when you think about that and you look at it and you kind of look at the cross-promotion opportunity, if we think about things as advisor, consultant, partner, and we put on and realize that it is now a marketer's world, we have this gold mine as a distribution channel. And possibly within your own agency, you have this gold mine to cross promote your customers for their benefit and yours. And I don't think that we're doing this extremely well. I don't see it 
across our peer groups in various markets. I don't see much of this happening. I see some agencies doing customer highlights on social media. And I'm like, what? That's it? Like, that's all we're talking about? I mean, that's great and all, but what about the idea of helping them build their brand while you're helping you build your brand? There's this thing that's sitting right there in front of us that if we just opened up our minds, if we just would let go and kind of put ourselves out there, so to speak, and approached our customers with this, what might that look like? for both businesses, for multiple businesses in the community. You talk about strengthening small business. What better advocate for small business in your community than you as a small business? We've had some really cool stuff happening in our area with Chamber and with different clubs and different organizations. And I've just noticed our social media blow up around that, just promoting the other uh, other businesses in our community. And man, it's amazing. It's just amazing that web that just goes all over the place when it comes to cross-promotion. Happy Thanksgiving from us here at IA Forward. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Norman Vincent Peale. The more you practice the art of thankfulness, the more you have to be thankful for. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IA Forward dot com.